Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. She's been through a very dark season of wondering if she wanted to be alive anymore. To a radical transformation, listening to a speaker that she was sure was speaking directly to her. Everything changed overnight. Helen C.D. Jameson is our Insta Summer 2 guest this week. Helen shares all about the major health challenge she had as a teenager that ended up being more pivotal for her life than she could have thought possible. Early on, Helen engaged with my posts on Instagram, and I found it a lovely source of encouragement. Let's find out more about her in this conversation. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thank you for having me. I am just absolutely thrilled and honored to be here, Rochelle. Well, I'm so, I, I can't tell you what a joy and what a blessing I find having these conversations with people that, you know, we've connected through social media, but now we, in real time, I get to mm-hmm. see you, we get to talk, we get to connect. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the best. I absolutely love it. Is there anything you want the listeners to know to get before we get started here? No, I don't think so. I think, I think I'm just going to just okay. be here for you and you ask away and I'm Okay. Ready. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, all right. So what three words would you use to describe yourself, Helen? Now, so this was a hard one. Actually, it was interesting. I think choosing three. Yeah. So like the first thing I think of if people always talking to me, I always say I, I live for Christ. That's my model. But then I go, that's not what Rochelle wants from me, probably. And I thought, okay, I'm thinking too deep. But I go, well, when I go traveling, I travel a lot and I meet a lot of people. And I always leave them with four words. But I go, that's four words, though. So that's not going to do. But I always say, just remember 4C, because I meet a lot of people. So I go, what's the 4C? I go, well, I'm the crazy Christian Canadian Chinese. But oh, then my I gosh. Was, then I thought, wait, that describes how they're going to remember me. But that's not what Rochelle wants, probably. So this will probably lead in later on when you're going to okay. interview me later sure, on. But, sure, but sure. The, the, the three key words will be something you're going to ask me about the whole social media thing later. But it'll sure. probably be an advocacy a motivator, and a connector. And that's probably my passion. It leads into later on. So I'll just leave it there. Okay. Uh, advocacy, motivator, and what, what was the other one? Connector. Oh, connector. I'm a, a true a connector. I love, oh. love, love. That's like you. Yes. Why, that's why you're a podcaster, right? I mean, you want to connect people. I love, love connecting people. That's oh. like, it's, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? And isn't <laughs> it just fantastic that we all have these different passions that yeah. hopefully we're, we're leaning into and exploring and sharing. Exactly. It makes such a difference if we all do that. Well, thank yes. you for those three words. Those are great. <laughs> Two truths and a lie, Helen. Have you ever played this before? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So you know <laughs> you know all about it. Okay. Totally. <laughs> yeah, hit, hit me. Hit me you with what hit you got. Okay. Hit me with what you got. Yeah. Well, well, Rochelle, I've been sober for almost seven years now. And okay. I'm, I'm still in AA. And second one is like, I was an Olympian hopeful for gymnastics. Whoa. And then actually, I cannot feel temperature from the waist down. 
Oh, I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm still on number two, Olympian, a hopeful for gym. I, I, oh my gosh, for gymnast. These are just fantastic. I love it. You know, okay. you know I know how to play the game. <laughs> yes, you sure do. So three was you can't feel temperature from the waist down. Yep. I'll let like, listeners pause and think about which one. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, so here we go. Here's my thought process, and then I'll, I'll let you know which one I think. Okay. Okay, I've never seen you talk about sobriety in the time that I've been following you, but that doesn't mean Ooh, it couldn't be true. Okay. That's okay, right. So I also get kind of, um, when I hear uh, uh, like numbers, like seven, well, maybe it's six, maybe it's 10. So the, I'm going to set that one aside. Mm. Olympic hopeful for gymnastics. Mm. Mm. Well, you're petite. So I <laughs> petite. you're petite you're petite well you're too kind but I don't think I'm petite but yes you're petite so I could I could see that maybe in your world yeah oh gosh and can't feel temperature from the waist down I've never heard of this but it just seems like it must be true because how could you how could you invent that unless you maybe knew someone else or whatever. So I'm going to go with sober seven years is the lie and maybe it's a different number. So what, what do we got? You're, you're Sherlock and I should be Watson. <laughs> you're, you're, I say yeah. two thumbs because people, because the audience can't see me by two thumbs for Rochelle. She got it right. Wow. Okay. So how many, <laughs> how many years has it been? Or no, is that one not true at all? That's the one that's not true. You said number one's not true, right? Right, right, right. So yeah, it's, abs- that's why I'm saying you're right. It's not okay, true. Okay, so it's not even that you're not no. sober. You're that's no, not I even a thing totally at all. I threw it in because okay. my husband said be detailed. That way they'll choose that. I go, okay. <laughs> so then I originally the second one was supposed to be limping hopeful for rhythmic gymnastics. And then my husband goes, if you do that, just be so specific, she'll know that it's a it's a real oh. truth. So I you know I was trying like, you know. <laughs> okay, so you're you're the sober thing isn't even a thing. So that's not the even lie we're going to set Actually, that that's the irony. I don't I don't even drink a drop. That's okay. not because oh, it's, just, it's just a pure is pure no reason. Just don't yeah. prefer to taste. That's no. Yes, I like yes. because for me, I think it's just for it tastes like medicine for me. That's just personal. I need right. it for medicine. So I read the odd red wine. You know, yeah, like the odd time, but not yeah, so yeah. yeah, not on not on an ongoing basis. No. All right, that means you were an Olympian yes. hopeful for gymnastics. Yes. Oh my gosh. Tell us a little bit about that. That's for rhythmic gymnastics. And oh I was training gosh. for that. And I actually won the BC rhythmic gymnastics when I was like was 10 or 11 years old oh. for the uh, province in Canada. And uh, my dance coach and my gymnastic coach, she was going to introduce me to, and I was supposed to go away to a summer camp for the whole year in Toronto, like fly like, over to East coast. Oh. But my dad stopped everything. He did not want to. So that's the oh. challenge. So, okay. yeah, she, I mean, my, my coach was so awesome. She, because uh, she was, um, you probably would have ever heard it because you're in the U.S. Yes. But uh, Lori Fung was a rhythmic gold gymnast in our, in, in Canada, the first one. Her coach is the one that's going to be my coach. Oh, my goodness. And so my my coach, my dance instructor knows her really well. And she talked to her about it. She was, this is the hopeful. And she goes, so she's going to take me under her wing. But I had to fly over to Toronto for that summer first to do this right. huge connection and practice first. And my dad said, no, he took this big stop on it and says, you know, dancing and gymnastics, it's not going to feed you. You know, one of those. 
Right, right. So that but, was squash. Okay, so you understand his reasoning. Or do no, you understand not when it I was now? younger back then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know, you listen to your parents because I'm Chinese. Right, right. Okay, I'm Chinese so. Canadian. <laughs> okay, so you listen to dad. Do you think there's a regret there or no? Just like no. I think no, I there's there's some regret. Like just w- what would have happened if you'd pursued it a little more? I think just being in that circle was interesting because I just really love rhythmic gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Rhythmic gymnastics is different from the different that gymnastics. You see, rhythmic gymnastics is right. when you, you know you dance with your rope. Uh, this I I won in the optional skipping rope. By the way, it's a oh. dance skipping rope. You know, it's not like what you see. It's like ah, skipping, skipping. Like you you go like this. You swing your arm. You jump, 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 and you fly up and you do splits and these different things with the rope and you throw up in the air and you catch it like hundred feet. Oh one of those. God. So you see, I'm not sure if you've seen those, but rhythmic gymnastics is a, it's like a dance form of gymnastics. So Ooh. not like not like the regular beam. I I train in both, but I wasn't really into the acrobatic ones like you know the beam, the vault, because you had to choose four to compete, and I didn't like the vault nor the <laughs> or nor the uneven bars. So rhythmic gymnastics gives you a choice. I did like free flow dance and then I have the ribbon, the right. ribbon dance. And I did the fall rather than the clubs and I did the skipping rope. Wow. So yeah. That's fantastic. Well, good yeah, for I love this. It. It's, it's a really, it's a really fun thing, especially when you're with kids now. You kind of like, can I borrow that ball just for joke, right? Like a little ball. And then you can go like this, roll it over here, roll down the shoulder, front and back. And, you know, it's just kind of like, whoa. They're like, well, when you use a skipping rope, you're like, yeah, this can you do is like, what? Oh so my yeah, gosh. it's How a really fun, fun it's a really fun thing to get your anyone into. Like it's really a fun active, great sport. It's it sounds like it's fun. I like that. Okay, now I've got to get to the you can't feel temperature from the waist down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How does that even, is that just like a, a genetic anomaly? That's No, that's the true thing. And so that's what happened to, and that's the, why it kind of tied into number two, because I've always thought like, what happened if I continue to pursue like professional, maybe I wouldn't have done this. So what happened was at 15 years old uh, in high school, um, and then I want to all the viewers to hear about this because I'm an advocate in that way. You know, you know, a typical teen, you rush to school, you know, you don't eat your breakfast. And even though you have a little fever or cold, you just like, ah, you know, whatever, you still go to school, right? right? So I was involved in a lot of sports, gymnastics, volleyball, basketball, you name it. Oh my God. And I was a gymnastic, co- I was a gymnastic, uh, later became a gymnastic coach in high school as well. And so at 15, I don't know what happened. So from right after, well, I always remember that morning, I went to school, no breakfast, Maybe I skipped my I skipped my recent snack. I had a very little lunch because I had intramural badminton. I was very active back then, and uh, I had PE, which was also badminton. And then they thought I had slipped the disc because you know you do a fake drop birdie, you slam. And so, but for some reason, at the end of the afternoon, make a long story short, it's, I started feeling numbing down my right leg first. And you know, you you, you kind of shake it off. You don't think about this when you're that age. You know, ah, whatever. You know, you, you know that numbing. You know, when your legs are Frozen, yeah. you, sit, you know, you sit in position and it's numb, but it, but it doesn't happen to me because I'm very active, right? I, 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 I shot, I didn't think about it till again, short story, long story short, jump into dinner that dinner that night. Um, literally couldn't move from waist down. And mm. my mom's like, Oh, come on, don't be so lazy and everything. Get up, get up, right? I said, like, I really can't move, mom. So she gets my two my sister and my brother, throws me in. This is Chinese, right? Oh, just throw her in the water in the, in the uh, hot bath. 
you know, it was, maybe she's just too tight, you know, because she, she's working too much. She does too much exercise and stuff. So my sister throws a bubble bath and everything. And I was like, come on, I'm with my clothes on, right? And you know what? Nothing worked. So they had to oh. cut my favorite jeans. Like oh. back then, it's designer rainbow <laughs> jeans. And still nothing. Called the family doctor, one thing after another, going to emergency, our oh. general hospital, went to ambulance. And they thought I had slipped a disc. So they put this some waffle thing and flipped me around upside down. And, and they thought that it's just that. But it wasn't. Did all these crazy tests. And then they realized, like, no, this is actually pretty serious. So they do another ambulance and transfer me to another unit, oh. another hospital, which was specialized at that time for children's uh, spinal cord unit. Oh, man. And uh, it was like, for me, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on still, right? Like, I, and uh, but long story short, it took them three months to diagnose and they still don't know. But that oh. night, just to let you know, Rochelle, it was quite serious. I had no idea because they didn't tell me because I was 15, obviously. But they told my parents that I only had 24 hours to live. Oh, So that's what they come up with. So they're not sure because they said it sounded like this disease, this infection that some other guy had that day. And it was he was this older gentleman. And anyways, that infection went into his heart and that gentleman died, sadly. And so they were concerned that the infection that went into my spinal cord, which was in the T10 and T11, which is on the lower part had affected that because there's nothing else. So all they did is spinal tap and they removed that fluid out of my back. And so there's a scar tissue there till this day on that thing. And so I was fortunate enough that it wasn't higher. If it was higher than I'll be quadriplegic. Oh. So at that time I was only paraplegic. So from waist down, can't move, nothing. But the challenge was it, they, ba- they were baffled because they did the pin prick, right, Rochelle? Yeah. And they could still, I could still feel it though. See, when you're totally paralyzed, you can't feel anything. But so what happened when they did the pinprick. I was like, stop poking. I could still, I could feel them <laughs> poking me. But a different sensation. You know, it's just like your pins and needles when you're numb. But I can still feel it, but I just literally cannot move. It just totally baffled them. And so, again, long story short, they had sent doctors from U.S., because we don't have enough doctors <laughs> to U.S. They flew over. They, they flew over East Coast, from the East Coast doctors in Canada. Uh, West Coast, U.S. doctors, wow. all flew in. Oh, my goodness. I just felt like I was this guinea pig. I still remember it very clearly to this day. It's actually literally 40 years this year mm-hmm. that I've had this. And I still remember being guinea pig to still figure out what was going on. and Couldn't figure it out. And they told me, um, well, they had still going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. Oh That's my basically gosh. the story. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what I want to get into, but. At that time, I don't know God, right? So like, you know, I, I'm an atheist, but I, um, I had said, okay, God, you're really there. This is no fun anymore. I thought this was fun before. Like, I don't have any school, skip, skip all these things. But, oh, man, they sent a school tutor. So I'm still um, doing homework there at school and hospital, which is good, I guess. But, and then um, I prayed. I said, God, if you're real, can you help me to walk again? And I want to see my sister's grad. And if you do let me do that, I will become a nun. You know, I don't know anything, but I figured, you know, my mom <laughs> teaches at this Catholic school. I don't, I'm not a Catholic or anything. I just, I just thought I'm watching too many movies, right? Lo and behold, literally, seriously, about a week later, if not, I think sooner, I'm not sure because I lost my journal, my diary that I wrote. Um, my first toe started moving. And it was from that day on that 
the doctor started giving me physiotherapy. Before, they were just going to ignore me. They were just going to leave me. They started oh doing physio, God. and then I was blessed to get into some GF Strong Rehab Center, which is a really covered, really hard to get into to begin with. There's only one in Canada, and actually one in North America. It's a huge rehab centers for burn units, people, rehab, quadriplegic, uh, paraplegic, and it's like a school for uh, people to get better. And you're working literally five to six days a week from 8.30 to 4.30. For strength mm-hmm. training, workout training, how to live with your illness, all of these things, like literally for a whole half a year. Oh, but, so eventually through all that work and time, it, it paid off. And, and clearly, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, you're mobile. <laughs> you're mobile. You I'm can. mobile. But you know, the, you know the interesting thing, Risha? I could never run. I, I only walked. I did make it to my sister's grad. I was on, her, I was on braces. My face was all puffed up with medication. I took 15 pills a day. I had no idea what the drugs are. Oh my it affected goodness. my body inside out. And uh, yeah, I, I, could never, I could never run. And oh. to this day, which a lot of people don't know, um, yeah, my left leg is never healed, which is kind of interesting. It's the left foot that moved first. But yeah, that was, that's, that's a long story. I don't want to go into it with your, with your people, but you can ask me more. And that's what leads me into social media later on. But uh, oh. basically, it is that. But I wow. forgot my promise. I was like, no, I, didn't, I forgot my promise. To God, I didn't oh, commit to become, become a nun. You no, got and married. I, you had children. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that's probably why that I had this leftover residual thing on my left foot to remind me that I forgot my promise. Crazy. Well, I, I'm sure that he's very understanding of of. of, of <laughs> but and I'll tell you my story a little bit later on if that relates to the. Go okay. on, yeah. Well, you oh. can keep on going. All right. So that's an incredible story. I mean, <laughs> we could spend a few episodes. I know it's a long story. Unpacking so I don't want to go that. On. It's a huge that's story. truly incredible. I can't wait to hear how it ties in with what you're doing now. Yeah. So one of your favorite movies of all time. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, without a question. Has and why everything, is that? It has everything that anyone can watch. I seriously, I mean, like literally watch it. It's got mystery, drama, action, um, fighting, romance, humor. Oh my goodness. Like thrillers, everything action packed without the blood and gore. It's like seriously perfect. I love it. Oh, those are good reasons. You've got to watch it. Oh my God. I, watched, I don't know, like 30, 40 times. Oh my goodness. Oh still really? Like, I have watched oh, yeah. it, but it's been a long time. Since That's why I felt I did not know that Harrison Ford was the same dude in Star Wars, right? I, like, what? I, I had no idea all this time. Like, I find I, I recognized him after I watched Raiders. Oh, I love that actor. He was so good. And then later on, years later, people go, "Oh, that's the same guy in the Star." I go, "Really? That was him." <laughs> He's a he fantastic. He was so actor. young in Star yeah. Wars. He's fan- he, yeah. Oh, you, have you watched Raiders of the Lost Ark? I have. It's been a while though, but yes, oh I absolutely have. Oh sure. my goodness. Oh, you got to watch it again. It's, it's like, a good one. It is well, I watched one. the entire series, right? There's a whole series, but this right. one's the first one, my you favorite. like that first one. And it's in Sean Absolutely. Connery, his dad, and the third Sean one. Sean Connery is later on. That's the uh, grail. Okay. Holy grail. Yeah, see? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a total. <laughs> You've got Grail is a Lost Ark first series. The oh, original good. first one. The Excellent. Lost Ark. Yeah. The Lost Ark. All right. Name a person that inspires you. Definitely Jesus Christ when he was human. Okay. Yeah. And why is that? Everything that he epitomizes of his love for people, especially the underdogs, and uh, the way he spoke with wisdom, Mm -hmm. um, the way he did not speak when he wanted, you know, just everything. I mean, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm working on self-control and <laughs> that's why he's a good example. I mean, he speaks when he needs to speak and when he speaks, he speaks with wisdom um, and just exude love and right. it's nothing about himself. And it's just amazing. Like, I don't know, there's no one else will have that example that I would ever, and of course his unconditional sacrificial love for people and just, I, there's just no way no one no one no one ever comes even close none yeah that's amazing I think that might be a first and we've had many people of faith on the show but that's the first time he's been mentioned and that's really that's not good bad or indifferent it's just no. strictly an yeah. observation totally I'm totally he's my total role model love with him everything he's 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 my everything good yeah all right name a piece of wisdom you keep handy a piece <laughs> of wisdom you keep handy what's that and never hurts to ask, Rochelle. <gasps> That's so true. And why do you say that? Well, it, it's, it's, I say that I use that for everything. It drives my family nuts, but they also do the same thing right now. Because, you know what? It's a 50-50 win. You say you, 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 say you were upset or something. You're not, you're not upset. You, know? you want to ask about even whether it's a promotion or whether it's a refund or customer service or whether you're lost, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Anything. But you know what? If you don't ask, then you're back to, you're not, it's, you'll get anyways. So it's, there's no harm in asking other than I guess your pride, but it just takes a few seconds. It's just like what it just ask, right? right. And it person just say no, and that's fine. It's not going to hurt you. So right. if you know the answer is going to be no, it's fine. But you know what? It's 50% they're going to say yes. And if it does, <laughs> Hey, all the better. That is, a, I have a real quick example of that. I just went to a doctor's office to pick up uh, some samples and I was like, shoot, I don't want to uh, park in the big parking structure and, and do the around and around and around to get to the top, to get down. And I, I wanted to be sure I was back on time. And mm -hmm. so I went up to the valet and I said, Hey, what are my options? I just got to run up and pick something that's at yep. the front. He's, and he said, yeah, go ahead. Just, just go ahead. And I'm that's I'm a like, great oh example. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. Thank and you. And most people won't do that. Right. Yes. Because all oh, they're going to say, they're, they're going to come up with 50,000 reasons in their head, you know, not to bother. Oh, that person's going to say, no, all these rules. But you know what? We don't know until you ask. That's right. That's right. Oh, I love <laughs> that you teach that to you your kids too. And you know what? That's how you got me onto the show. You that's asked exactly me. right. It was like, I, you know what? If Helen says no, that's okay. It's right. But and look I loved it. it. Helen said yes. <laughs> and I'm so honored. I'm, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. All right. It's time for the Insta Summer Deep Dive. Ooh, your deep passion. Dive. This is typically what you're sharing on social yeah. media. Let's have a conversation about that. Now, in going through your Instagram, you know, your profile page, you're an encourager, an entertainer, an educator <laughs> on life and beyond. And you're also a content creator yes. and an author. And yes. I, I'm finding all of that so fascinating. Yes. So tell me. Thank you. Thank you. I keep changing that. And I'm going to changing the whole con. I'm going to change the whole write up, by the way, by this month, moving in September, because I, I have a few. I always change it to to work with the people because I've been on uh, social media for the last seven years, five years actually, okay. on more on Facebook um, originally. So that's like seventy eight thousand followers on Facebook. I know it's Canada. Yeah, I know that. What? I to me, I always tell you the truth. The only reason why I'm Instagram was because people were contacting me on my personal Facebook, which I try to do private because I want to keep that separate. Because right. honestly, the international followers, you know, like. 
you don't know who you're talking to, right? And I don't want to connect it with the only you'll be on my personal page if I've actually seen you face to face and know you as a person. Right, right. Because, you know, connect. So I started going, everyone's, are you actually a real person or anything, right? You know, through, <laughs> to the messaging thing. So I created Instagram under my name to say, yeah, I'm the person under Hosanna Host Canada. I am that person. Oh, and okay. so, and I kept that public. So I have two private, one private and one public Facebook. And that's how wow. the original reason why I started Instagram. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's fantastic. That's so, a lot of followers, Helen. A yeah, lot well, of followers. It, it's, yeah, it's a great, huge responsibility too. And it didn't mean that way because to be very honest, I only had 50 people to begin with. I, only, I had to ask my friends if I had more than 50 people, then I'll start it. If not, forget it. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, I went down because I went sabbatical and you know, people are fickle, though, right? Like I went on sabbatical for a year last year in the pandemic to just process things. Should I keep this Facebook? What's my new journey? What is going on? Because I'm, I feel like to be very honest, it's amount, it's not amount of the followers, Rochelle. It's right. amount of the connections and my making yes, a difference. So you yes. have to always really process it because I don't, I don't, I don't treat things of it's like, I don't know. Like I, I always feel like I'm on an assignment, right? So right. when I do things, it's not like I'm not making any money on it, to be very honest. And it's just to, it's a good way of giving back to the community. Right. Okay. And so when I felt that there wasn't any response, it was just more like view, 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 but there are no, no comments, no connection, no other things. Um, I used to, when I, I realized that Instagram, when I started that, I had like all these people connecting, even though there's a very few following, there was so many oh, people connecting in a different yeah. way. It was a more right. tangible way. And I think with this pandemic, it was something that shifted me mentally uh-huh. uh, and also spiritually that I thought like, oh, not only am I the connector, I'm able to connect more people, but I'm able to connect with others. And I think that shifted me. And I was mm. started questioning though, like, oh, should I keep the Facebook? I mean, like, no, you know, so I went on sabbatical and do it. And, you know, you lose like four, I lost 4,000 followers just like that, like within <laughs> that one year. Like if you don't, as I was thinking, like I was, if anyone's listening here and you have social media, I suggest you guys. You know, if you're not engaging with people, it's that, it doesn't matter if it's 100,000 followers, unless you're a celebrity, right? Right. You know, the way for you to do that one post, they don't really care. But if you're not engaging, you you just lose the followers. Literally, right. you have to engage. And if you don't have the time, then don't bother in it. I mean, like, it's just, it, you know, if you want to keep it private just for your family, it's fine. But if you want to be a public social media, like, seriously, you have to do the engagement. Literally, mm-hmm. don't, if it's not amount of followers. You see, don't ever look at the numbers. The followers don't mean anything. You can have like a million followers and there's no one, no one interacting with you. It means nothing. Yeah, it, well, yeah it means that's nothing. a really, that's an interesting point. And I, I, I'm just like, wow, 78,000 followers. Obviously that's an impressive number, Yeah. but I, I like that you qualify it in that yeah. you're saying, look, yeah, that sounds yeah. great, but totally, it's really about engagement and making a exactly. difference. That's yep. the part that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Very and so, good. and then, so to, to answer your question, there's thing. there's, um, it goes back into my story. Why did I start the social media? So I feel like I, going back to the story when I was 15 and when I broke that promise with God. So two years, two years ago, after that promise, when I was 17 years old, after mm-hmm. I was paralyzed, I went to high school and, uh, make a long story short, I wanted to, it was a really dark time, um, you know, with the paralyzed all the stuff like that with it has mm. a biochemical thing into my brain whether it's the drugs I was taking I don't know because I'm still on medication um 
Anyway, it got to a point that I really wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think the top, what topped it off was like, people had a sense of purpose and they all were graduating. They all want to go to university, here you are in career thing. And I, I had not because I couldn't do anything active. My goal originally was maybe perhaps to be a recreation coach or leader, a PE teacher, something like that. But I couldn't because I'm, I'm paralyzed and can't run. And it was a very hard time because you mm-hmm. can tell from the beginning what I was telling you, all of a sudden I was very active, all of a sudden to no activeness. Uh, by the time I went into, of course, back to high school, 11, 12, you know, I ended up just dating this guy that was the only guy that visited me in the hospital, right? Aww. And so, like, I didn't really want to date the guy, but I did. But it was interesting because after I did and he didn't want to date me anymore on that last year before the prom, I just felt like that's it. It snapped. It was like, it wasn't him, but it was a multiple of things. Right, right, and then right. I'll just share very quickly that I lived back then. I lived in Chinatown for half my life. And it was like this uh, government subsidized home. And, you know, it's like I thought that it was normal home behaving. But you think about it, it's more of like uh, we have cockroaches and, and mice running around. Like it's because we're living down in the heart of Chinatown, right? And so I thought, oh, there's no hope. What am I going to do? Here's, I'm, I'm paralyzed. I'm still handicapped. I can't run. I can't do these things. And this really, really dark place. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm an advocate for for this for some teenagers and youths and but at that time my two brothers that they have their own story they had received christ and they found jesus in their lives and they kept sharing it to me so their story one day i went they kept talking to me but i didn't believe in that stuff i'm very skeptic and everything so i followed and went to this one service that they went to and uh, i was like i just want to make sure something's legit because something's wrong with my brother my brother comes and asks (laughs) me for forgiveness he says he loves me i go what the heck like I'm estranged from my older brother. And he's like, what? He loves me. What? And I go, okay, whatever. I didn't really think about him. And the second brother, which he's like a gangster guy, almost joined Chinese gang. Like, this is, this is the rough side of me. And I'm like, <laughs> he stopped. No more swearing, no more punching the holes in the walls or house. And then he told me about Jesus. So I only went just to test out and see if they joined some cult, to be very honest. Right, right. Uh, you know, I was very skeptic. And so I went, I saw, I went into this humble church home it was a home but it turned into a church and everywhere was beautiful everyone was wonderful i hide in the back corner and it's just the same thing that you go to have you ever been to a billy graham crusade it was kind of similar something like that but it was small very small mm-hmm. and when the guy was speaking that night i felt like i'm hiding in the back corner but it seems like that dude was speaking to me it was like uh you know if you die tonight you know where you're gonna go i was like uh and i was just anyway so zip back 17 i'm right about to commit suicide i'm about to i don't know why i cleaned up wrote my will everything to my sister and just about to get this chinese clear just about to cut my wrist and for some reason this was from two years that message it came back in my head that guy and it was was, ironically is this rochelle the guy was irish a very strong irish accent and i heard this voice it was like in the back of my head do you know where you're going to? You die tonight. And I thought, what the heck? <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. So I go, what if everything that my brothers and everything that these little booklets that they read, I read is true. Like, is there really a God named Jesus that loves me? Is there really a person that actually died for my life and actually gives me hope? Is there a real God that says that, I came to die for you so you don't have to go in misery. If you die, it's going to be a place of 
more torture and pain for it because there's, there's there's penalty. But would I be that? What if these are all true? I don't know. And then and then I circle back about the promise that I did two years ago, which I broke. Right? I was like, okay, God, I don't know if you're real. Like, and you help me with my leg. I don't know, but right now I'm in a miserable pain. I just basically say, okay, Jesus, if you're real, just you take away all my problems. You know, I'm in t- I don't know what to say, right? I go, you just take away all my problems. And I seriously, this time, I'm going to really trust you. And I believe everything that you say. I'm going to take, receive it. I'm just going to receive it. I was like crying, crying. And I, I don't know. Next thing I know is like, I don't know what to say, Rochelle. Not everyone goes through this. Just, I'm just telling right, you right. right off this the bat. This is your audience. story. This is your yeah, story. Yeah, this is my yeah. story. Not everyone's going through this. But I don't know. I, I just felt like this boulder was lifted off of me. Every single darkness plane that I, I, the pain that I felt, like that instant. I was freaked out like crazy. I just wow. like wiped everything, put away my the cleaver, put away everything. And, and I just keep reading the book, just read about, you know, how to pray and everything. So I read the sinner's repentance prayer and I was like, okay. And every day I prayed that for one or two weeks. I, you know, just like I had this peace on me, this complete peace, complete peace. Wow. Anyways, I didn't say anything until later on, make a long story short. My brothers came and asked me, how are you doing? And I said, oh, and I end up telling them. And they, oh, and then that's when they bought my Bible. And then from that journey on, that's, I love to look back. And I hate reading. This is the irony how they kill. I don't like reading at all. Other than Nancy Drew back then, right? Or Encyclopedia <laughs> Brown. You know those little Yes, I'm I a total, those. I don't know you. I'm an Archie Andrews, Richie Rich collector comics. I'm serious. It's so bad because the grammar is so bad, right? But I, I hate reading. So I that's why I knew there was something different with me. Because my brother got me my first Bible. I could not stop reading. Oh. I would just, I like literally read everything back to back. I just could not stop reading. Wow. And, and my, and my friends at school thought, they said, oh, Helen, we can't believe it. You don't swear anymore. I go, what? What are you talking about? She goes, you know, you swear every second sentence. I go, what? I did not. Yes, you did. I had, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I didn't ask for it. It just went away. I had no idea. Um. So wow. for me, I was like huge skeptic. I was a huge skeptic. And to this day still, like, it's not like I'm a skeptic, but I'm always searching and making sure what I believe and everything is right. And so um, the reason why I'm in the social media now and then why God reminded me of this is this. Uh, so I had a, a, a close, close Christian friend um, in high school and she never visited me at the hospital at all. Not even once, mm-hmm. Rochelle. Wow. And she never told me she was a Christian like follower of Jesus Christ. And I don't know what she believed. And so I can't really doubt. But then now I know better. I don't know what she was, but at least she should have given me and pray for me. And I, it really hit me yeah. when I was, when I found out and I realized like, wow, it's like, what happened if I did die? I would have not hoped. Like I, I, I lost, like if, if someone had told me, if someone had told me, I, I know it's a personal decision, but if someone had told me, Maybe I didn't have to go through all that stuff. So it was this big regret. And so now when I'm on the social media thing, I do whatever it takes. I tell people the love of Christ. I encourage them the hope that I have found. And I also warn them about the stuff that I went through, which I'm going to refocus more so. To be very honest, you haven't seen about my prayer. And you're right. I feel like I need to come out now and talk more about my physical disability, mm-hmm. my mental disability mental and all the stuff um, in this new phase, like, you know, the menopause, it triggers everything. And I feel fine like that. 
I won't go into detail on it, but that book was basically like my confessional book 10 years ago. God made me do, which I don't really want to write, but it was a confession. <laughs> it is a confession of, of, of things that I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. Okay. Like I don't, you know, US, you and I are North America. Right. And we know that even though they say equal fair rights for women. Right. We know that's not true still. Right, right. It's sad. And so same as disabilities. And I, I have to honestly con- confess and tell you, I'm not one of those people that can sit and shout and jump and say, hey, look at me. I can do all this because I'm, and then I will overcome this disability. I'm not one of those. Mm-hmm. I looked at people and I go, wow, what an inspiration. I can't do that. Well, over me, I'm actually opposite. I hid. Okay. I hid and I lied. And I lied for t- almost 20 years about my disability, even though I couldn't walk, whatever. So um, I, because I wasn't, and because I knew in, I was in the business world, so when Christ changed my life, everything opened up. I had a new purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-boyfriend came back to me, but later on I actually broke off with him because I said, I don't need you. I'm Jesus. I had this whole new thirst. I got into university, which is a major change for me because I didn't want it. I didn't think about university. My family has no money. God made a way, did a student loan. Oh. And I got into a double business degree. From wow. then on, I had this huge career path. And long story short, I went from junior person into senior executive management. And so I was like, because I was doing everything for Christ, I was doing my best. I had a living purpose. Everything changed overnight. And But also, but one thing that held me back still, I realized that God was challenging was I did not tell the truth about my physical and my mental health. Mm-hmm. because I knew the business world. Unfortunately, this is the real truth. You know, they say they would hire you on equal rights and all, but I'm telling you, cause you know, I used to hire people too under me after. I mean, I, I have to say like, it's hard. Like I would like to hire the best people, but you know what? If you only had two people and you have equal standard, right? Who are you going to hire? Mm-hmm. The person that may get pregnant and go mat leave, or you can go for the man to the guy, or you can go for this guy with no chronic illness. And no mm. problems. I mean, this is the sad fact. Yeah, interesting. I mean, the only reason why people say the out thing is just sound good, political, and very honest. That's the real truth. And, you know, this is unabashed. So I'm just telling the truth. Right? Right, so right. Right. This is the reality. I'm just yeah, telling that's you my what best. We want. That's and, what we and, want. And, you know, being a Chinese minority at this time, I'm Chinese, I'm a woman, and I'm handicapped. I'm still handicapped. So that, because I handicapped past. I'm handicapped. Right? And, you think you're going to have a chance to get promoted? And you know what is interesting? My dodge about never hurts to ask. I had to ask every single one of my jobs, to be very honest, to get to the level I was at. Oh, wow. Because I was always at this level and I see other people. I would never say anything before. I'm working the same thing, but I'm always half the pay doing the same job. Always. Every single job in my life. Although wow. I'm at the senior level, even at the senior level, and I didn't even know until after. After it is ironic because I married my husband, which we, we met at work, and I found out later on the job that I was doing, the other guys were paying. I got at least 50, at least not 50, I say 40% higher than me. That's a lot. And he mm. says, I was doing I was doing a better job, and I was at the more important department managing four, four, five, four divisions, five divisions. This is crazy, right? It's just like, what? Mm. But this is what we need. We don't know. And I think that's one of the work, work reasons for private companies. They say, do not share, talk about your salary. Oh, yeah. No. Now, it's because they don't want a comparison trap. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I think that's fine, too. I think, you know, 
I don't want to get into a comparison trap. If I didn't know, I wouldn't. I would have been fine. But because I, I love to learn, I'll, I'll do anything to work. I do my best, and that's why I, say I don't work my best for people. I work my best for God, and then God will always reward me. It doesn't matter. But at the end, it's it is a comparison trap. At the same time, it's scary. Just like when you compare yourself. So another thing with people out there in social media, um, be careful if you want to go into social media. Don't don't do it as a comparison trap with other people. Right. Do what you want to do because your heart, you're passionate in it. And so I'm on social media because I want to share the good things that has happened in my life. Right. And I want to share the bad things. That's also a warning. Like take care of yourself. Like literally don't go to school if you're, if you're not feeling well, like don't push it and right. make sure you eat your breakfast, make sure you're taking time off to rest. Like, you know, this weird infection germ. So they call it transverse myelitis. Okay. That's like years later, but it may not be. I went to see a neurologist years back and they said I may not have that. Wow. After 20 something years later. And then I'm, I'm right in the middle of waiting next week, by the way, for my third opinion for my neurologist. I still no. want to know because I have this remnant challenge sure. of my pain right now. It's yeah. information. It's, it's good to have. And then also I was never able to have children ever, they said, right? Because I'm um, inside internal is not normal. Okay. And numb. I'm still numb. I'm numb and no temperature waist down. Okay. Yeah. So it's just interesting because I can bundle up on top and I can stand out in the corner because aren't you cold? I go, no, I'm not. So it's like a superpower. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so weird for Canada too. It's so weird. Um, but people prayed. We said, this is give it a try. Because, you know, when I met my husband, I said, you know, we, I knew I couldn't have children. I said, you know, I'm going to, we're going to adopt two kids. And he goes, oh yeah, it's this adopt. But, um, it was a miracle. Oh, I had that one child, the natural child, and it, a specialist followed me all the way. But it was like naturally and everything. It, it was it's such a huge miracle. But because of my spinal cord, you know, the scar tissue I was telling you about. Sure. When you're pregnant, how I triggered it because I, I gained so much weight and everything. It triggered the scar tissue and it triggered <sighs> my leg tremors. So, will you, will you? I'm not sure. Are you married? Have you? Are you married and with children? Yes. No. Yeah. So you know, when you're pregnant, not every pregnant woman has it, but some pregnant women has these weird spasms right they're called muscle spasms they usually go away as soon as you have your child mine never went away so then oh, i went okay. to ask the doctor do the mir stuff and they said oh yeah it's because of your scar tissue from your spinal oh, cord and you everyone has electricity coming down your body and it goes like a dam goes around and it, it shakes it you know like it's like shakes literally shakes i had no wow. idea until my husband says why are you kicking me <laughs> It's like, why are you kicking me? I was like, ah, I, I was kicking you. Yeah, right. So anyways, so then they determined restless leg syndrome. But as of now, I can't really inform your viewers, which I'm kind of like, okay, uh, that's not what they said I have. Because restless leg syndrome is supposed to be for both legs, but it's only one leg. Oh, I go, well, this doctor told me it was. So it's still up in the air. So right. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So, that's incredible. So that's why when this pandemic came, of course, I'm autoimmune compromised. But I always tell people like, you know, when I did, if you go back into my YouTube videos, old one, and even in Instagram, I'm not sure if I still have IGTV because IGTV was, they cut it, right? It's, I'm not sure if that video is still there, but and I think I still posted it on my YouTube under, um, I think COVID-19 or germs awareness. I think called acronyms, germs. I, was, I love doing acronyms to memorize things when I was in university. So I, I do a lot of acronyms in my videos and in my, on my Instagram right. so for mm -hmm. people to remember things. And I always try to explain to people, don't be afraid. Like, yes, it's out there. Just do your part. Do educate it. Do, find your, do your own research. Every single person's body is different. So let's not judge others. 
mm-hmm. nor also think of what other people say. I'm not saying the doctors are wrong, but I'm right. saying they don't know everything. Right. But just, exactly. just, but do your homework. Again, everyone's different. Um, they don't have your body. They don't have your um, medical history. They don't eat, know what you eat. It's only, you know, it's, it's whatever is a general norm. Because I know what they're doing because it's a senior management. Sometimes we have to do certain things that's blanket for everybody. It's not meet everybody, but right, every number right. is going to be happy. But it's the majority of people, right? But for those people out there who are listening, you know, that's part of my um, social media thing is just, just, be, just educate yourself for yourself. Like, you know your own diet, you know your own body, you know your own medical history, uh, everything. Um, just do your best and try to find out what is best for you. That's and right. learn to, yeah, learn to take care of yourself the best. And that's all I, I, I want to offer and say to, to just encourage people. Because that's the warning part that I say. And you see right. snippets. People don't really like hearing the bad stuff. So, you know, as you see, yeah. if I do the, when I hear the bad stuff, you see, I do reels, like kind of like sarcastic reels <laughs> um, that gets your attention. Then, you know, but if you want a deep dive, then you got to make sure you read my captions. Right. There you go. So I just want to get your attention. Like when I talk about, um, you know, be careful of being narcissistic uh, relationships or whatever relationships. So it's like some weird, like, you know, things like a very <laughs> dramatic stuff. Cause the other Instagram thing you haven't seen is acts 2021, which is on drama. It's more act stuff. Okay. And the rich, poor Asian, that's my alter ego. Cause I'm okay. a graphic designer for fun. I do that on the side. I'm a graphic designer and I, every single post you see, I design all my stuff. Wow. Before Impressive. I used to do all these layers and stuff, but it takes me so long to do overlays and draw stuff. So the new thing I want to do is I think more people love graphics and stuff. So I might come back and show more graphics and draw my own set of cartoons. You never saw. So well, that's, that's my wonderful. next latest. I will look forward to, them, uh, to that. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, Helen, this has been so wonderful. <laughs> I am so grateful just to get the beginning of your story. I know it's a lot. There's so much depth to it, and I appreciate how candid you've been, how authentic, transparent, thank and vulnerable you, thank you. you've brought that to this conversation. And that is such a big part of uh, the unabashed or unabashed you identity is showing up as you, whatever yes. that is. It's, yes. It's, it's so important to me. And I, too, I you know, you like to connect, and I like to encourage. I it's my Thank just you. one of my number one things. I I just want to encourage all day long. So thank you for this time. It's been so special. I am. Thank you. I, I, I just, I've just got a big <laughs> smile on my face. I'm just <laughs> yeah, I big smile too. Did you bring? You know, as you as you ask me these questions, you, you make me process, and I it makes me go back into memory lane, right? And right. so wow, I was like, I, I don't know what, like, cow. I should feel bad. When I'm depressed. It's not. I, I did something. <laughs> you've, yeah, you've come a long way and you have a lot to share and you have I a lot do. to speak into to others. Do. I'm really glad that you're yeah. doing that very thing. Thank you for that. And thank you for being you. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it, Rochelle. My pleasure. Now Helen wants to make a difference. She loves to engage and encourage as a way to give back. Doing so is her assignment in this life, and it is deeply rooted in her faith. Helen wants to do whatever is possible to impart the hope she has. Sharing the good things and the bad things inspires us all to be who we really are fully. Ask Helen. She knows.
The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. Help me to walk in your light and live my life in faith and glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Source unknown. Go out and be who you are. Be unabashed. Be you. Be you.